0: This is the Public Record Podcast. So my guest today is Dr. Joseph Hyde from the Desert Sands Unified School District. He's the Assistant Superintendent of Personnel Services. So we have heard we have a national shortage of teachers with uh, many reports calling it a crisis and half a million open positions uh, throughout the nation. Here in California, we have some districts reporting vacancy rates as high as 10%. Uh, How severe is the problem here in the Coachella Valley?
1: Well, I think it's a serious problem, especially in hard-to-fill positions, such as special education, uh, speech and language pathologists, uh, departmentalized science like physics. Uh, Those are areas that are very challenging to fill for uh, the three
0: districts that we have here. And I understand there's a similar problem with substitute teachers. Is that right?
1: there is you know i think i think it's endemic of really a, an overall labor labor crisis throughout the nation
0: well the main thrust of today's show is going to be how to become a teacher but before we get into that i understand you've worked as a teacher yourself before going into the administrative area can you give us uh, you know just a thumbnail of what the typical day for a teacher is like
1: okay well i taught um, for 11 years then i started my career as a first grade teacher did that for 3 years and then i was a uh, a high school English teacher for eight years. Ah. And so the, the I would say the typical uh, day is, is – there's not an, a typical day, <laughs> <laughs> other than the fact that there is a, a, a schedule um, and you have students that you see on a consistent basis. As a elementary teacher, you'll have a, a group of anywhere from typically 20 to 35 students, depending on uh, what, what level of elementary you teach. Um, we have smaller grade levels in, mm-hmm. in grades – TK through third grade, and then the class sizes get a little bit larger in fourth and fifth. And um, the first, you, you probably get up pretty early. Um, I would guess, you know, at least 5.30, 6 o'clock. Get to work a little bit after 7. Um, take out your lesson plans. Um, make sure that you have all of your materials um, ready for your students. Uh, make sure the agenda is clearly um, outlined um, and posted in the, in the classroom. Um, and then uh, greet your students as they come in, and then essentially take them through a succession of uh, detailed uh, lessons, um, events like uh, physical education, uh, assemblies, you've got breaks, lunches, those types of things, intervention sessions, enrichment sessions, and then uh, after school, you might have some after school duties, maybe you manage a club or you sponsor uh, uh, maybe like the ASB club mm-hmm. at, at the elementary school, those mm-hmm. types of things. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, meet with parents after school um, and maybe you serve on a, a committee like the school site committee and, or the PTA or PTO, parent-teacher organizations. Um, and then uh, grade papers, plan, um, go home and try to, uh, you know, be present at home and then kind of start that whole cycle over again. Um, that's that's kind of a snapshot at the at the secondary level. It's it's very similar, but you have periods um, where you have uh, different groups of students um, ba- based on the periods that you teach, and you might have multiple preps. I was an English teacher, so um, I, a given year I might be teaching uh, three sections of English 11 um, and maybe uh, two sessions of um, English 9 Honors, and then. So, obviously, I'm prepping for those classes, grading. Um, I, I, again, I was, a, I was also a coach, so I coached two sports. Mm. So, my typical day would start probably about 530, and when I was coaching, it would probably end 630, 7 o'clock at night, uh, wow. Monday through Saturday. And then when I coached football, it was seven days a week. And many of our teachers, um, uh, you know, they, they, it's, it's, a, it's a calling. It's an altruistic profession, and... Um, Virtually anyone that's that's in education uh, typically puts in time outside of the contractual day as well.
0: And how many months a year do teachers work?
1: Well, if you if you were to kind of calendar it out, um, they start working in uh, early, early August. And they typically conclude their year uh, in June, um, early or mid-June. With the pandemic, uh, the last two years, we've seen. Uh, a huge demand for summer school programs uh, to help mitigate the learning loss that kids have experienced um, due to the pandemic.
0: One of the, um, I'm not going to ask you specific numbers here, but one of the things I read frequently about the teacher shortage is they claim the profession has low pay. But in looking up the pay for Palm Desert teachers on Salary.com, uh, the the median seems to be around sixty-five thousand a year. That doesn't seem like low pay for a nine months worth of work. Is that a fairly accurate reading of the situation?
1: Well, I think it all depends on perspective. Um, I think uh, I'm you know when I I think with the the day the typical day that I shared with you um, you know if my day my work day starts at, at you know, anywhere from 6:30 or 7 o'clock, and it finishes at about the same time. Um, and if you think that I'm working, you know, anywhere from, you know, eight to, to 12 hours a day um, uh, on my profession, five to six days a week, uh, that $65,000 a year, even prorated over 10 months, um, is, is probably fairly fairly low. And from a nationwide standpoint. We're very fortunate in, not only in California, but also desert sands. We have uh, very, very competitive pay rates. Um, but but teachers certainly earn their money, and um, uh, I, I think sometimes they get sort of a bad rap in terms of um, you know only working ten months out of the year. They don't get paid during those other two
0: months. right. So, I think people need to understand that. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah what what do and, teachers and, what do teachers typically do with their time off? Do they do side gigs or tutoring or things of that nature?
1: Uh, They absolutely do. Um, So many teachers tutor. Some teachers literally work a complete second job. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have teachers that actually are employed at like local grocery chains and have worked there for years because um, we might have a single parent, single provider um, who are raising children. And so you can imagine the onus and responsibility that falls on a single parent um, that has to provide for their own children and sustain their lives. And so, oftentimes, that's a reason why you'll see teachers and educators take on um, ancillary or, or ancillary duties or second jobs. Um, sometimes seasonal work um, out out in the valley here. You know, we have teachers. I think that work events, believe it or not, like Coachella or Stagecoach. Um, and um, obviously, we have a really big resort industry, and we actually have teachers that wait tables and bartend and. Hmm. Help, uh, uh, help work at the resorts during um, off times. And then a, a large number of teachers also uh, elect to work during um, breaks where we do intersessions or, like I said, summer or early uh, early year programs or jumpstart programs.
0: And I think they can help. do uh, things like proctor uh, college admissions tests and things like that.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think we do that. Not Maybe not as much as a, a I would say that Ken is is more of a, a a labor of love and not so much about money when you're proctoring yeah. exam. Um, it's It's really arduous work and it really doesn't pay for, It doesn't really pay very well, but it's kind of it's just kind of what comes with the territory.
0: So I'm hearing all this, and let's say let's take me, for example. let's say I want to be a, I've been a professional communicator in public relations and whatnot, but I've decided I want to teach the fifth grade. And I have a bachelor's degree in communications. W- what else do I need to do to get there? Walk me through the process.
1: So, so Ken, you're 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 pretty close already in terms of just the basic requirements. Um, uh, with a communications bachelor's degree, um, you would you you right now you have what it takes really to be a substitute teacher. Really. So that that would be a place that we would start. Yeah. Recently, um, the the governor has. Um, Uh, really helped work with the California Teaching Credentialing System, the CTC. Mm -hmm. Um, He's recognized that um, the the substitute labor crisis is truly not um, something that's going to be short-term, it's long-term. And so he's lifted some of the the requirements um, that would require, you know, you to take what's called uh, an equivalency test, the CBEST. That's a basic skills examination test. Um, But with a bachelor's degree in the years that you have, you can apply for a specific clearance through the county. And um, we would obviously have you apply um, through our EdJoin. It's an online application process. Uh, We would do some reference checks. Uh, We would also conduct what's called um, a a live scan background check to make sure that you're safe to work with our
0: students. Sure.
1: And um, if you met that criteria um, and you were board approved, you would be able to substitute um, teach in our district um, right after that approval.
0: And, what, what grade um, levels are we talking about? Just elementary school?
1: But no, that's a great question. With an a, a emergency or a substitute uh, teaching credential, you can teach um, grades TK through 12. Really? Um, hmm. Which is amazing. Uh huh. Absolutely. Now that's a that's a substitute uh, uh, credential, and obviously your pay rate would be lower, and you're really just filling in when teachers are absent or maybe they're on a leave. Um, now, to, to, to go to that next level and become a contracted teacher, um, either on a temporary or permanent track basis, you'd, you'd want to work towards uh, your teaching credential. And so you, you mentioned fifth grade, so you'd be looking to get what's called a multiple-subject credential. Mm-hmm. And typically the way you would do that, and out in the desert here, we're really fortunate. We have two um, amazing universities. Um, uh, we've got University of California Riverside and, and also Cal State San Bernardino both have palm desert locations, and they both have very, um, uh, I'd say, meaningful and robust um, uh, teaching credentialing programs, and so you'd, you'd apply to their teaching credential program, and you'd begin about a year process. It's about 10 months, um, and there would be coursework involved, uh, and then w- once you finish your methodology coursework, you would take what are called um, student teaching sessions, and that's where you would work with a veteran um, successful master teacher. Mm-hmm. um grade level hopefully it would be in that fifth grade level or maybe fourth grade. And then you might actually do another session for several weeks at a lower grade. Once you've successfully completed that, um, you'll be able to apply for and be issued your preliminary uh, teaching credential. Once you have that preliminary teaching credential, you are ready to be hired. Now, with that being said, if there's a great, tremendous need, um, you. you even being, even having a bachelor's degree and being in a program may qualify you for what's called an internship, and that's where you essentially still take those classes and those coursework, but you won't. Instead of doing student teaching, your teaching is the actual your teaching job where you're being paid. That's where, or your internship, that's where you're getting that experience, and you're wow. supervised, university supervisor, and also a district mentor. Um, and so there's success in, in different paths depending on. Um, what the scenarios are.
0: I was reading there are some grant programs available for certain kinds of school staff. Are, are those things still available to pay for that credentialing?
1: Yeah, there are, and here's one that I could share with you that I think would be really meaningful is, um, so we have, uh, we're really proud, we have an amazing uh, group of employees at Desert Sands Unified. Um, uh, our management team's amazing. We have a really talented group of teachers, and then we have a very uh, gifted and unheralded uh, classified group. And a big portion of that classified group are um, what we call paraeducators, or sometimes they're called instructional paraprofessionals. And these are teacher's assistants or folks that work with uh, teachers and sometimes special needs students. Mm-hmm. And there's special programs for um, uh, these paraeducators and frankly classified employees who are interested in becoming teachers. And uh, what's nice about that is there's tuition relief programs that can pay thousands of dollars either towards these groups finishing their bachelor's degree or finishing their teaching credential, kind of like the path that uh, we uh, kind of role played with you. Um, and so those, those grants are awarded and, and sort of managed through the Riverside County Office of Education. And I'm very pleased to report that we have had multiple um, classified employees that have taken advantage of that, those grant opportunities taken a sabbatical, gotten some tuition relief, and then we've been fortunate enough to hire
0: them as teachers. And where would people find out about those?
1: Great question. Um, They could go to the uh, California Department of Education.
0: Um, There's information there
1: on the various grants that are available for tuition. Um, There's also tuition uh, relief grants that are um, at various Cal State and, again, University of California websites, especially when you go under teacher preparation programs. Um, So those are places. You can also go on to the Riverside County Office of Education uh, website and and type in internships and um, tuition relief. And uh, through navigating that website, you should be able to find information on those programs that we just talked about.
0: Now, aside from the fact that you want to continue getting advanced degrees to earn more pay, are there, uh, that aside for the moment, are there continuing education requirements once you are credentialed?
1: So again, great question. Once you, once you actually earn your, your, your California clear professional credential, um, there's the, you, you're, you're asked to renew your credential every five years. Five years, and, okay. um, Yeah. And the professional um, development that you do just in your normal process of being a teacher, it doesn't require you to necessarily go back, but teachers are constantly, educators are constantly in a, in a, I would say what's called a self-improvement or professional improvement path. Every year we offer um, comprehensive professional development that is really designed to help teachers improve their professional practice and provide our students with the best and most innovative education possible. Um, there's I can't think of another profession that I think that does it with such um, regularity and uh, I would say specific focus. Um, and so there, the other benefits earning beyond professional development and earning uh, either education or certification or master's degrees or other higher education um, degrees above once you become a teacher is, you talked about the financial piece. But the other big piece about it is it helps you uh, be better at your job and it helps you better educate students. So, again, most of the people, uh, virtually everyone, I think that's an educator, um, I, I have to want to believe that they entered it because it's an altruistic endeavor. Mm. they care about kids and so uh, a big part of the motivation for educators to go back to school is to help make themselves um, better professionals and to better help kids um, obviously you know increasing your salary is definitely a, a reward as well but I, I do like to believe that the, the motivation really comes from within
0: And I'm guessing if you want to move into administration you need higher degrees as well is that right
1: you do, you do. There is a testing path to get your preliminary uh, a credential, but you would have to eventually clear that uh, through a, an educational process. Um, different ways, you could just go for your, your regular admin credential, administrative services credential. Usually, again, those might be an eight to ten month p- process. Most people elect to um, pursue their master's degree um, in educational leadership. And typically at the end of that process, you're eligible for that preliminary administrative credential, and then upon your first job um, as maybe a a dean or an assistant principal, um, you're awarded that preliminary credential, and then you typically have three to five years to clear that into what's called a professional clear administrative credential.
0: Well, there you go. It's all outlined for you. If you want to enter the teaching profession, I'm hearing you start at the California Department of Education's website. Is that the best place?
1: That's a great place to go. I, I would also suggest that you go to um, maybe universities that you are considering: Cal State San Bernardino, um, University of California at Riverside, um, even you know private universities. I mentioned University um, of Redlands. Those are all great places to go to and look up their School of Education, and they'll you can see the admissions requirements. Um, so those, that's a great place to start. Um, I'll also encourage you know your listening folks to get on, get online and if they have a degree and might be interested in subbing, um, Desert Sands has a, a great uh, partnership and utilizes a program called EdJoin where we post all of our vacancies. Um, and it's a all in one place for users to create a profile where they can upload their resume and their uh, transcripts and they can apply for teaching jobs within our district. And it's literally edjoin.org. Um, and uh, going there and you can do a region search by California and Riverside County, and then come down to Desert Sands and look at all of our vacancies. And again, you can also do that by going to our Desert Sands website, which I believe um, is dsusd.us. That's a great place to go to uh, find out about our district. And um, if you go to the personnel section of the website, um, you'll find a a lot of, I think, salient information on how to become either a teacher or a substitute teacher. Um, There's also a lot of um, links that will point you to classified openings as well, which are non-teaching jobs, which are just as critical as as our our teaching jobs and keeping our schools running.
0: Well, thank you very much, Dr. Joseph Hyde, Assistant Superintendent of Personnel Services for Desert Sands Unified School District. What an informative and uh, well-spoken talk. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks, Ken. It was a pleasure. If you want to become a full-time teacher, you should probably start at the web address teachcalifornia.org. That's the shortcut address to the California Department of Education's Teaching Career section. Now, according to the Cal State San Bernardino website, the cost of their teacher credential program for a commuter, someone not living on campus, is about $20,300. Add to that about $1,300 in junk fees for the credential, background checks, fingerprinting, tests, and so on, and another $650 for test preparation, and you're looking at a ballpark of about $23,000. Now, I found one online course that costs about 13500 and with the other fees, it brings it up to about 15500 So that's about the minimum you're going to get away with uh, to get your credential uh, short of getting... Uh, grants to help you pay for it. Now, are you wondering the same thing I'm thinking? If there's such a desperate teacher shortage, why aren't the community colleges empowered to offer teaching credentials for free or their regular low cost? And why isn't the state picking up the tab for all these credentialing junk fees? I've been mean, in the private sector, things like background screenings are a cost borne by the employer, not the employee. Anyway, if you want to become a substitute teacher, well, that path is even more murky. I couldn't find any information on the Cal Department of Education site. It sounds like your best bet is to contact the Riverside County Department of Education and see where that leads. The Indio office is 760-863-3000. 863-3000. Eight six three three thousand. But given that you need classroom instruction time if you want to get fully credentialed later on, substitute teaching may be a way to earn while you learn. I wish you luck in your pursuit of a teaching career. We sure need more teachers, but we don't make it easy for them to qualify. The Public Record Podcast is a public service of The Public Record, the Coachella Valley's business news weekly. I'm managing editor Ken Allen, reminding you to make someone's day with something nice to say. Please share this podcast with your friends and be sure to click the subscribe button.